Welcome to Small Talks, where we have small talks about a big God. I'm Crystal. Let's talk. I know a little bit about the game of golf because growing up, my brother and father were avid golfers. I've been to a few golfing ranges myself, and I would always hear people make a big deal about the way a person would grip their club. Apparently, the grip is considered fundamental to the game of golf. All golfers know that your grip will determine the direction, the altitude, and success of your swing. If we were to think about prayer for a second, specifically prayers of supplication, these are prayers where you are asking God for something. I've come to realize that the quality of my prayer can depend on the grip that I have on my request. I found that if I have a tight grip on what I am asking the Lord, meaning I have not relinquished full control to God, I am less likely to see and hear God's answer to that prayer. But when I hand over the request to God and change my grip, I am in a better position to hear, see, and accept God's answer to that prayer. I want us to look at one character in the Bible who had a great request before the Lord. Her name is Hannah. Hannah, in 1 Samuel chapter 1, found herself in a complicated situation. She was married to a man named Elkanah who also was married to another woman. I know that sounds like a Jerry Springer disaster, but it was actually legal and normal in their culture to have multiple wives. Penina, his other wife, had multiple children and Hannah had none. You can only imagine how being without child made Hannah feel. This put Hannah in a severe state of depression. I mean, she cried often about her situation. She grew bitter. She even stopped eating, but she never stopped praying. Verse 10 of 1 Samuel says, she, talking about Hannah, greatly distressed, prayed to the Lord and wept bitterly. Can I just press pause on Hannah's story for a moment? I know for a fact that some of you have been praying for a long time about some things in your life and some of your prayers have gone unanswered. Maybe you've been praying for your wayward child to turn around. Maybe you've been praying for healing, for financial breakthrough, and maybe God's delay has caused some distress in your life. I mean, you're mad. Some of you guys are big mad and maybe even mad at God. Can I let you know something that you probably don't hear often? That's okay. Yes, God wants you to be honest, authentic, and vulnerable with him. We see this a lot in David in the Psalms. He is known for having real vulnerable prayers. Now here's the catch. What you do with that disappointment and that anger and bitterness is key. See, the devil would love for this to draw you away from God. Some of you may be even thinking that you can only go to God when you're all put together. But no, God wants your ugly cry. He wants all of your raw emotions. So I want to urge you that even in the midst of your distress, don't stop praying. Why shouldn't you stop praying? Because it's through prayer where your grip can change. This is exactly what happened to Hannah while she was praying. Verse 11 says, she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on my affliction of your maidservant and remember me, and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a son, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and a razor shall never come on his head. Did you guys catch the obvious? Essentially, Hannah was saying, if you give me a son, I will give it back to you. She was willing to let go of the gift before God gave her the gift. And that's the resolve that we have to come to. You have to be willing to give back to God because really, when you think about it, what you're asking from God is for God. 
It's not just for you to enjoy, but it's for our Father's pleasure. If you haven't come to the conclusion that if God blesses you with a spouse or a child or that house, that you're gonna give it back to Him, then you probably have the wrong grip. And maybe the reason why your prayer hasn't been answered might be because your desire is bigger than His glory. And nothing is a match for God's glory. Just know, if there's anything contending for the glory of God, rest assured, it will lose every time. The question I want you to ask yourself is, if God grants my request, will it advance his kingdom? Will it glorify him? Will it show off his character and power? Or will it show off me? James chapter 4 verse 3 says, you ask and do not receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend it on your pleasures so that you may spend it on your pleasures. Understand, whatever you're asking from the Lord today, you will spend it on something. You will either spend it on yourself or on God. So check your heart. You may be asking with the wrong motives. So how's your grip? I want to challenge you to do two things. One, surrender. You think you may be waiting on God, but God may be waiting on you to surrender. Give God full control of what you are asking from him today. And secondly, spend it before you get it. Have you ever known in advance that you are getting a big check? Maybe you know that your tax refund is coming soon or maybe a student loan is coming through and you already make plans for what you're gonna spend it on, right? You pretty much spend it before you get it. Well, whatever you're asking from God, figure out how you're gonna spend it on God and his glory before you get it. Ask yourself this question, am I willing to offer whatever I'm asking from God back to him so that he can use it for his good pleasure? Let's pray. God, help us change our grip so that you can get the most glory. In Jesus' name, amen.